everyone. This is Pastor Ryan, and this is our podcast. Welcome to Live Alive Church, and I just want to thank you for listening in. I hope this message encourages you, strengthens your faith, and causes you to keep pressing forward for who God has called you to be and created you to be. God bless. For you today, those of you that are here today. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. It is a familiar passage of Scripture that we've all heard multiple times. If you've read the Gospels, you know all about this verse. You know this verse you should have learned this verse probably when you were in Sunday school growing up you know about this verse it is pretty much our mandate it's our mission as Christians to do what God has called us to do and to reach those who are lost to reach those who are broken he's given us what we need to go out and to succeed let's read it together the Bible says then Jesus came to them and said All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. I want you to underline go in your Bible, circle it, highlight it. Do whatever you have to do. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. If you're taking notes today the word that I'm speaking to you today is the power of go the power of go let's pray father I thank you Lord for your word. I thank you, God, that your word is already anointed. I just pray that you would speak to me in ways, God, just like you spoke to me in the secret place this morning. I pray that I would shout your word to the rooftops, God, for people to hear it, for our spirits to grasp it. And God, I pray for those who are listening, God, that you would anoint their ears to hear and receive the word that you've given me, God, that you would give them hope and peace in the time of trouble, in the time of need, and that you would speak peace to the storm when they need it, God, and that you would guide them and lead them because your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So, Father, be with them today in Jesus name. Amen. I want you to know, I want you to really hear this because this is really going to help somebody because I believe that what I'm about to tell you that some of you may have been struggling with this and maybe have had this concept about who God really is. He is not some Santa Claus who just sits on a throne. He is not some God who just, who just rules with an iron fist. Jesus in the scriptures is not a dictator. He has not come to rule us. He has not come he has not come to force us to do anything that he would not want us to do. God is a gentleman. His spirit is a gentleman. And when he gives you a command and he gives you something to do, he is not forcing you to do it. Guess what? You can do it or you don't have to do it. He doesn't come down and say, "You know what? You're going to do this and if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen to you." You are able 
to step into all God has for you or you you can sit back and just stay stuck where you are and feel like that you may be in a prison or feel like you can't get out of what God get out of what you're in because some of us struggle with things in our lives we struggle with anxiety we struggle with depression we start struggle with oppression we struggle with discouragement we struggle with these things in our lives but guess what it's ultimately yes we can pray to God for him to help us but some things you know it's up to us to take that step and say you know what I'm no longer going to struggle with this anxiety I'm going to do something about it it's up to us I can sit here and be discouraged all I want but guess what what's discouragement going to do I can sit here and worry all I want but guess what what's worry going to do I can sit here and, and feel shame and feel guilt, but you know what? I can, or I can sit here and say, you know what? I'm no longer going to feel shame. Why? Because I know what the word says. I'm no longer going to feel guilty about things I've done. Why? Because I know that the Bible says that Jesus, the Bible says that he has cast our sin as far as the east is from the west. I'm no longer going to sit here and waller in my mess. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to end up doing something about it. I think the reason why we are always stuck in doubt and stuck in frustration and stuck in anxiety, stuck in these things that we feel like we have no hope in is because we are keeping ourselves there instead of taking that step forward when we know what we can do about it to get to where we need to. If we want victory, we have to do something about it. If we want to have what God has for our lives, we have to do something about it. This is a reciprocal kind of relationship. We don't just sit here and say, God, give it to me. God says, well, if you want it, you have to go out and get it. Come on, somebody. You have to go out and do what I've called you to do and call and do what I've called you to be, who I've called you to be. Because every person in this place, those who are here, has a calling, has a mandate, has an assignment, has an anointing on your life. If you are saved, God has given you gifts. God has given you things, not just for your benefit, but it's for the benefit of others and those around you. But sometimes we hold back the things that God has given us, the gifts that we have when we become selfish. We, come, we become self-centered in who God has called us to be. And we want to keep our gifts just for ourselves and say, I'm only going to use it when God, or, or when I want to use it, not when God wants me to use it. So then we become our own ruler instead of allowing God to be our ruler. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus in the flesh, he is the word. He is the word. Is what John says that he is the word that became flesh. So Jesus in the scriptures, as he became flesh, he is 100% God, 100% man. And he is not forcing you. He is not a dictator. He's not forcing you to step into your calling. He's not forcing you to be something that you're not. He's not forcing you to be happy. He's not forcing you to have joy. He's not forcing you to have peace. But what he is saying is that if you do want it, here I am. You, you can, everything that you ever need is in me. If you want joy, come get it. If you want hope, come get it. If you want peace, Come get it because everything that you would ever need in life is wrapped up in one person. But yet we go around into the world. We go around and we try to find peace 
in a relationship that really isn't healthy or we go out and we try to find peace at a bar or we go out and try to find peace hanging around people we know we shouldn't hang around with amen and we try to fit into crowds we know that we are supposed to be different not that we're better than others but God has called us to be different he's we are distinct we are we are something that God has called us not that we go out and we we, we say that we're better than people. We don't go out and we try to say that because I worship God, because I am saved, makes me better than you. No, it's actually far from the fact. Since God has saved you, God has anointed you, and God has given you everything that you ever need, he is now saying that you have to go out and step out and give others the things that they, that, that they can receive, that peace that they don't have. You can help them receive that through me. And the... The happiness that somebody might not have. The struggle that might. Some, God may be trying to use you to reach somebody else for the struggle. See, sometimes God will put us through situations for us to go through it to overcome it. Because somewhere down the road, somebody else is going to be going through the same thing you've been going, you went through. And you're going to have to speak into their lives about what you went through back then to help you get overcome it. And then you're going to give them that word and that due season that they need to help them overcome the struggle they're going through that was I can't say that again if you wanted me to but God is not a dictator he is more so a diplomat do you understand what I'm saying Jesus in the flesh came to bring reconciliation came to bring peace came to bring hope came to bring restoration came to bring healing came to bring wholeness came to look he said that it is not the healthy that need a doctor it is the sick that needs it he is the great physician. And if you need healing, you need hope, you need peace. It's all in him. He is more so a diplomat. Don't you understand that even though he had, he came to be diplomatic, even though he came to be who he was called to be and, and, and be to be wrapped up in, in flesh, to be God, though he is diplomatic in his ways that even sometimes when you bring peace and you sometimes you bring restoration sometimes you bring healing and that that was all that he could give sometimes it does bring division sometimes it does bring division sometimes it does cause things in our lives and those things around us see see what happens is is that did you ever notice that before you were saved that you had a certain group of people that you hung out with and then when you got saved you started hanging around with the other group of people because you wanted to be around healthy relationships and healthy people that 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 helped you cultivate the calling that was on your life to get you to where God may have been calling you to and didn't you ever notice that the one group you left caused division because you left and now you're saved and now you're doing good and now they think you're crazy and they think you're wild and, you know, it's caused division. See, Jesus said, I came to bring a sword. He said, I came to bring a sword. He said, oh, how I wish I could bring fire to the earth. Oh, how I wish I could kindle this thing is what he says in Luke. You have to understand that just because Jesus came to be diplomatic, it doesn't mean that he came to make everybody happy. Because if you understand it, the, 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 the disciples were with God all the time. They were with Jesus. Everything that he did, every miracle that he performed, everything that he, they were there every step of the way. 
The, only, the other people that didn't like it were who? The Sadducees, the Pharisees. They didn't like it. He came and he brought division. Why? Because the Pharisees were stuck in their own way and they didn't want to listen to the truth of the gospel of who Jesus Christ was. If they knew the word and knew, knew what the word was saying, they would understand in that moment who Jesus truly was. The word go is not a command. Jesus in this passage of scripture is not commanding them. He's not directing them and ruling them and giving them a direct order saying, I command you to go out into all the world. He's showing them that this word go in the Greek is actually means journey. If you look up the word go in Greek, it means journey. So in other words, Jesus was saying, you need to go on a journey. Go on a journey to reach those who are lost. I'm leaving you right now, but I want you to know this word go isn't a command. It's more so a commissioning from God. It's him saying, I'm commissioning you. I'm, I'm putting you on a journey. I'm putting you on an assignment. It means that he is authorizing you to the assignment that he has called you. God has given you the authorization by what? Listen to me. God is giving you the authorization by his anointing. His anointing is his authorization. You have to understand that when he told the disciples to go, therefore, into all the world, baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, when they couldn't go out into all the world and do that until what? In Luke chapter, what was it? Luke chapter 24, verse 49, he said, I am going to send you what my Father has promised. He said, but you need to stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And then when the day of Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit fell and they were all baptized with fire and cloven tongues, that is when they went out into the city. That's when they went out into the world and they were able to reach people because God's anointing, listen to me, God's anointing is his authorization. By his spirit, by his seal upon your life, by the anointing that is on your life, by the calling that is on your life, by, the, by what God has placed in your life, the gifts that are inside of you, the anointing that is on you, that is his authorization. God will always anoint you for the assignment that he has called you to. You have to understand when God's anointing is on your life, the Bible says that the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. He does, he's not an Indian giver. He doesn't give you something and then take it away. When God places his anointing on your life, it is his authorization to say, listen, I've got a call. I've got an assignment. I've got something for you to do. And he told his disciples that now that you have been with me, now that you have seen miracles, now that you've seen signs, now that you've seen wonders, I'm I'm giving you an assignment but yet first I need to send my spirit to fill you up so it can you can go out and fill the world up with the power and the presence of who I am and with the peace and the joy that I can bring to people's lives and the restoration that I can give you have to understand that King David we all know the story of King David he wasn't king yet but God told Samuel to go anoint Jesse's sons we all know the story and, and David was anointed king, but yet he didn't step into his calling yet. God will anoint you. 
and then later on we'll show you. But he always anoints you first before you step into the assignment that you have. You have to understand if God has called you to a specific assignment that he's anointed you for it. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but sometimes we, we, we feel like maybe we doubt sometimes that God has called us to this. Maybe we get discouraged sometimes that God has called us to a specific assignment. Maybe sometimes we get discouraged or doubt that God has even truly called us to be who we are. But I want you to know that if God has an assignment for your life, that he has first anointed you for it and he's given you all that you need to accomplish the assignment that is on your life and when king david was was anointed king he he stepped in to the calling that was on his life yet he was anointed not just one time not just twice but if you read it the bible says that he was anointed three times king david was anointed three times why because god had a specific assignment for his life every time that he was anointed i don't have time to go into that that's another sermon okay also the power of go i need you to understand that this may be such a little word but it's very powerful god does not rule with an iron fist i told you that he is not going to make you go do something you don't feel comfortable doing but can I just add that when God tells you to go, that he is providing everything that you ever need. He will be with you every step of the way. When he tells you to go, he will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll be with you till the end of the ages. And he'll be with you every step of your way for the assignment that he has called you to. He told Abraham, he said, go, didn't he? He said, go from your country and from your people and from your father's people and from their, that household to a land that I will show you. When God says go, he's telling you that you're about to exit one thing and you're about to enter into a new thing. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I feel like I need to tell somebody that and I prophesy this, that God is about to exit you from leaving, from leaving you in your heartbreak, from leaving you in your mess, from leaving you in your discouragement, from leaving you in disappointment, from leaving you in opposition, from leaving you in fear. God is about to, you're about to exit out of that thing that has been holding you back and you're about to enter into a new season of your life. And I believe that God is about to pour out something on your life that you never seen before why because it's something new he said that I'm about to do a new thing can't you perceive it you are about to exit when he told Abraham he said go from your household go from your father's people go to a land that I'm about to show you in other words he said you're about to exit from one thing and I'm about to take you into something new something good something beautiful I'm about to do a new thing in your life Something that you've never seen happen. Didn't you, you didn't even think would be even be possible in your life. When God says go, guess what he's doing? Guess what he's doing when he says go? He's giving you permission. He's giving, he's not only giving you a commission, but he's giving you permission to proceed into what he's called you to obtain. In other words, if you want peace, you got to go get it. But he's given you permission. He's already given you permission. How do I know he's already given me permission? Because of what he's done on the cross. 
because of his shed blood on the cross, because of the redemption of my sins. He's he's already given me everything that I've ever needed in my life. It's just I have to go get it. So when he tells me to go and when he says that you can be filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory, when he says that my hope is like an anchor to your soul and when he tells you these things, it's yours. You can obtain it, but you can't obtain it unless you go get it. Do I have any go-getters in here? I I don't know about you, but I don't stop until I get everything that I've ever needed from God. Once I got saved, I was filled with the Holy Ghost and I was on fire for him and I haven't stopped since. I haven't stopped since and I'll never stop until I walk through the gates of glory and I see Jesus face to face. And even then, I still probably won't stop. I'll still be worshiping him and glorifying him and giving him honor. But I want you to know that God has given you permission. If you want victory, guess what? Go out and get victory he's already given you the tools that you need the sword is in your hand you just have to learn how to use it it's your most offensive tool it's your offense it's the tool that you have if you want to speak life you have to speak life if you want the enemy to flee you have to ask him to flee and speak the word and if there's certain things in your life that you need God to do you have to speak it into existence you have to use the word for what it is for that's why he gave it to us us he has already given you permission the word per and permission is the prefix meaning through i need you to hear this per mission giving you an english class permission the word per p-e-r is the prefix meaning through so in other words when god gives you permission He's saying, I'm going to give you my word that through this, I will provide. In other words, you know, when somebody, when you say per your request or per, you know, per Sydney told me to do this, per my boss told me to go here and do this, per my my father told me to do this. You understand what I'm saying? The word per means through. In other words, when he's giving you permission, what he is saying is, is that through my word, I'm giving you the permission to step into the anointing that I have for you and step into the calling that I have for you, step into the assignment that I have for you. In other words, he's saying that when I give you the the permission, I'm already providing you with everything that you need to accomplish the assignment that is before you. So when I say go out into all the world, guess what? I've already provided a certain amount of people for the harvest. I've already assigned people to work out in the field. I've already assigned those chairs that they might be empty, but I've already have an ass- I've assigned people to these chairs. Uh, Billy's going to be here. Bobby's going to be here. Shelly's going to be here. Ricky's going to be there. Kelly's going to be there. We got a prophecy. God's already assigned people in these seats. He's already provided, but it's all it's up to us to go get it. And if we don't leave the four walls of the church, then guess what we're going to be doing? We're going to be preaching to the same empty seats and to the same people that always come and to the same crowd of people that will always be here. 
in order to obtain all that God has for us, if we want to see a thriving church, a church that is on fire, a church that is living alive, that's why God gave me live alive. Our church needs to be alive. We need to live well. We need to set the atmosphere when we come in here. We need to see people passionate for the word of God, on fire for the word of God, knowing that God has got our back and knowing that he is with us. He said, I'm giving you my word that when I give you permission and I tell you to go, if I said go to a land that I'm going to show you, that means I've already provided the land and you just have to go get there. If I've already provided it, you just got to step out and go get it. Your healing's already been provided for. You just got to step out and declare the word over your life. You want hope. You want strength. You want peace. It's already there. It's already in the promise that I've given you, that I've spoken to you. But you just got to step out and go get it. We have to be go-getters into what God has called us to. Everything that he has for us is in the word. We just have to step out and go get it. Listen, God told Moses the same thing. He said, Moses when he showed up to him in the burning bush he said my people are being oppressed by Pharaoh in Egypt and guess what he told him he said go I am sending you to Pharaoh I'm not sending him I'm not sending Shirley I'm not I'm Moses I'm sending you can I just tell you that God has specific assignments for your life God has specific things for you to do in your life specific anointings on your life for certain periods of time and for 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 such a time as this God has something for you to do but you can't do it unless you go get it and you can't get the assignment and, and let it be accomplished in your life if you don't go out and get it he said I'm going he said go I'm sending you he said I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people back guess what this is going to hurt some feelings sorry Sometimes when God says go, say go. Let me hear you say go. Sometimes when God says go, it's not always for our benefit, but it's for the benefit of others. Do you understand what I'm saying? When God told Moses to go, guess what? God was using Moses. He was the leader. He was the one with the calling. He was the one with the anointing. He was the one with the deliverance anointing. He was the one that God had marked for that assignment. Guess what? It wasn't just for his benefit to be used by God, but it was for the benefit of the others who were in Egypt, who were under oppression and under lock and key and sitting there every single day working and sweating, being oppressed by Pharaoh and his goons. You have to understand that the anointing on your life is not just for your benefit, but it's for the benefit of others. We have to understand that if we are to go into the anointing and into the calling that God has for us, it's not just for what we can get out of it. We have to go so we can get others and let it benefit them and bring them into the house of God and say, you might have been struggling this week, but let me bring you to a God that can give you peace. Let me. You might need healing in your body, but let me take you to a king that I know he can set you free and that I know can wash you by his blood and give you the forgiveness that you've always been looking for, the hope that you've been needing, the peace that you need. I, I know you've been struggling and battling this week, but let me bring you to one that can deliver you out of all your troubles and out of all your certain, out of all your insecurities and out of all your anxiety. Let me take you to the king. Somebody, it's not just always for you, but see, sometimes we don't want the assignment unless it benefits just us. 
because we want our name big. We want ourselves big. We want ourselves known. We, we want everybody to see what we did, but we don't want it to benefit others. Mm-hmm. It's quiet now. We have to, in order to step into the assignment that God has for us, when he says go, it's a journey. But see, we're the only ones that jeopardize the journey. Because when we go on the journey, we want it to benefit us. Yes, I want this church to grow. Yes, I want this church to be big. Yes, I want to reach thousands of people, multitudes of people. But if that was my main focus, then I'm in the wrong business. If all I want to do and all I care about is the numbers, yes, does it get discouraging? Yes, do I get discouraged? Yes, I'm human. I am not God. Just so you know that your pastor loves you and I'm not, I'm not God. I am not some superhero. I will not come to your rescue. God will come to your rescue, not me. I will pray for you at midnight if you want me to. But guess what? It's up to you to get out of the funk, to get out of the mess that you're in. But it's up to us also to step into the assignment, to realize that God, yes, you've called me to this. That's why it's so hard sometimes. Because God has such a calling and such an anointing on your life that there's people out there that God is going to use you to reach that nobody else can reach. Guess what? That one person can't be reached. Why? Because we're not stepping into the go that God has given us. That one person who's out there sticking a needle in his arm, he's not going to be saved unless we go. That one person out there whose marriage is falling apart, they're about to go through a divorce. They're not going to have any kind of uh, mending in their relationship, any kind of healing in their relationship unless we go. There's people out there drinking bottles right now who are alcoholics that can't stop drinking. But how are they going to receive the deliverance that they need unless we go? Guess what Jesus told his disciples? This wasn't the first go that he told them. He said, I need you to go, go out two by two. Bring, us, bring nothing with you. I don't want you to bring anything with you. He said, go out two by two. He said, I've already given you the authority to cast out demons and to anoint people and to heal the sick. That's all we have to do. He's already authorized us. He's already placed his anointing on us that drips from our head to the soles of our feet. We have have to understand that we are called that we are chosen by God that we are to reach a generation that is lost we are to reach those who are struggling we are but we can't reach those people unless we go G-O might be a little word but guess what it's so hard to live by I think it's the little things that, that spoil the vine sometimes right it's the little foxes it's the little things the s- disciples at this point in their life we're seeing Jesus for the last time in the flesh. They were with him for three years. Seeing miracle after miracle. Signs and wonders. The dead being raised. Blinded eyes being opened. The mute speak. The deaf hear. They were with him for three years. I mean physically with him, to be able to touch him, to eat with him, to sup with him.
they were able to experience his glory. They were ever able to experience his power and who he was and who he said he was. But yet, this is something that they're about to go into that they've not experienced yet. They were with Jesus for three years. Now he's being taken up to ascend to the Father. Back to where he was. He stepped down of his supremacy and from all his glory to become a body, to become flesh just like we were or we are. And now he's going back. So they were with him to experience all these things. To, to experience all these things that he had done. But yet now he's going away. And this is his commission. He says, now take all that I've showed you. All that I've given you. All that I've spoken into you. All that I've imparted into you to go out into all the world. So in other words, their cups are full. The only thing they got to do is go out and spill it. Their cups are full. They've seen signs. They've seen wonders. They know it's real. They've felt it. They've seen it. They've experienced it. Now he's leaving them, telling them, now go. Now that your cup is full. Go fill somebody else's cup that's empty. Because they need to know that I'm real. They need to know that I can heal. They need to know that I can save. They need to know that I can give hope. They need to know that I can give peace. Do you understand? Can I have four volunteers real quick? I'm going to give you, I want to give you a uh, illustration. Four volunteers. Doesn't matter who you are. I want you to line up right down the aisle, middle aisle. I need one more. There you go. Well, here, let me have yours real quick. Pass that to her, please. Oh, sorry. Watch what I'm about to show you. just water see I spilled it everywhere I gave what God gave me and I spilled it all over the place thank you Lord hallelujah all right do you think do you think that I can get this water without touching her cup Melissa's cup do you think I can get this water in her cup without pouring it in her cup from here. Oh, oh, really? Is that, what, what do I need to do to know? So I can get it to her. But, oh, so I can, in order to get this water, in order to fill your cup, I got to give it. This is what Jesus did. Do you understand what I'm saying? He, he, he gave them everything they needed. He imparted his anointing with the Holy Spirit. He imparted all that they ever needed to reach those out in the world. And he said, you know what? Now I'm leaving. You need to go and give everyone that I've given you. Every, everything. 
So, oh, I poured it. Oh, now you pour it into hers in order for her to have hope, in order for her to have healing. Now you pour it into hers. See, in order, listen to me, in order for her to be reached and to be filled and to experience God, it took me to pour it into you, for you to pour it into her, and for her to pour it into you. See, you would have never been reached unless she poured it into her. See, the people who are lost out in the world, people who need Jesus, people who need forgiveness, they won't be reached unless what? We go out and we pour it into others. That way others can pour it into them and others can pour it into them. It, that's how we're going to reach this city. The lost who need healing, the lost who need redemption. You're good. You can go sit now. But do you understand what I'm saying? That's the only way you can spill it on the floor if you want. It don't matter. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for just water that can just dry. But do you understand what I'm saying? For that one person who is sitting on the corner right now with no hope in the world, that feels lost, that don't even know where to turn, don't even know where to look, can experience God. Why? Because when we get filled up, it's up to us to now pour the cup into somebody else's cup. And then guess what? That person pours that what was given to them to others. We have to take what God has given us in order to reach other people. That's why go is so powerful. That's why the power of go is so powerful. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you take what God has given you and just sit there, we can, I can sit there with the best of them. I sit there, look pretty, do my hair like this and put skinny jeans on, holes in them and everything. By the way, I did these. I cut these up for y'all. I did that myself. Um, but do you understand what I'm saying? We can look pretty. That's Right, Danelle? We can look pretty. I, I Look, I will look good. I mean, <laughs> as good as I can, I guess. You know, you guys, you, you can go out and you can, you can look good. You can do your hair. You can put the makeup on. And you, can, you can make your, you put the tight jeans on. You can make, we can do that. That's easy, right? And we can come to church and we can sit in the pews and if that's the kind of church you want this to be, we can just sit here and have a grand old time sitting in pews. You understand? But if we want to be a thriving community of believers and we want to reach those who are broken, those who are lost, it's going to take what God has filled us with to fill others with, to fill the lost with, to fill those who are broken with, the discarded, those who feel like they're not worthy. And yes, I know sometimes we don't feel worthy to be used by God to go out and do what he's called us to do. But guess what? That's what you think. That's not what he says. God says differently. What you think and what God says is two different things. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? God has called you. God has chosen you. God does say you're worthy. God does say you're the apple of his eye. God does say that I've anointed you. God does say that I've given you an assignment. God does say that I have blessings for you. God does say that I provided for you. God does say I can give you hope. God does say I can give you peace. But guess what? We can't obtain it unless what? We go after it. Do you understand? Let's stand to our feet. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your 
word, God. I pray that today, Lord, that what we've heard, we would take it with us. God, that we wouldn't just be sitting here filled with this cup. But God, that we would go out and spill it on others. That we would go out, God, and that others would receive what you have. God, because it's not just always for our benefit, but God, what you're doing in our lives is for the benefit of others and those around us, those that need you. So, Father, I pray that we would be so filled with your spirit, that we would be encouraged today, filled with passion today, filled with fire today, that even next week, God, we would bring somebody that's never been to church or just ask somebody to come to church that needs to be to church or, you know, a friend or somebody that we could we can do ministry with. We can reach those who need it, God. God, we're excited about the work that you're going to do here. We know that you got mighty things for this ministry we know that not just for the ministry but for us in general us specifically us individually because i can reach people that danelle can't danelle can reach people that i can't melissa you can reach people that i can't but i can reach people that you can't that's what makes us flow together because Yet you might not be able to reach somebody I can, but yet there's still somebody out there that you can reach that I can. That's how it works. Jesus said at this point, therefore go and make disciples. So I think that it is our commission. Wouldn't it be a little upsetting if we didn't do what Jesus commissioned us to do? I think it's time to start getting to the basics of what the Bible says. He said, therefore, go and make disciples. You know, if you're saved, if you're called, if you have an anointing on your life, if, if you know that without a shadow of a doubt that you're saved, guess what? You can reach somebody for the glory of God. Just because I'm the preacher, just because I stand behind this pulpit doesn't make me better than you. The, lound, the ground is level. We can all reach those who need Jesus. You understand? But it's up to us to what? Go. I love you guys. The offering's in the back. If you give online, that's great. We'll see that. Um, envelopes are in the back as well. You can just drop it in the bucket. Father, I pray that you would bless the gift and the giver today. God, that you would give them all that they've ever dreamed of, all that they've ever asked for, all that they ever prayed for. In Jesus' name, amen.